Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Dirty dancing in the moonlight Made this feeling that I'll never know Ooh, 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 ooh You went to the... Because Jesse J is sort of a poor man's Katy Perry mm-hmm. You went to the... I went to the poor the man's source. <laughs> You saw Miss Kitty herself I saw Ms. Miss Perry Ms. Hudson Yeah, I did a very impromptu 24-hour trip to Vegas Love with uh, a bunch of really fun gays and one Miss Caroline. I know. <laughs> Shocking. Shunking. Um yeah. You had a moment. I had a moment. I did a quick twenty four, a tight twenty four. You did a tight twenty four in Vegas. Yeah. At the Venetian. That's the way to do it, honestly. You should only be in Vegas forty eight hours tops. 24 hours is like the sweet spot. 24 Anything hours over 48. Mm-hmm. You're you're sort you, of you are living in Vegas at that point. <laughs> yeah. If you stay over 48 hours, you become a resident of Vegas. 72 hours in Vegas, you are paying taxes in Vegas. Mm-hmm. You are you've moved into a weird apartment. You, you have like several roommates. You yeah. may or may not have had Brace come by from um, Jiggle <laughs> from Jigglos and go down on you. Like you are a Vegas. <laughs> resident you live in um you chain smoke outside of vegas that everyone lives in just vegas vegas henderson henderson you're like you're in in henderson you're living in a cul-de-sac in henderson just Mm -hmm. living life with no shade you have your favorite casinos that you go to every day and you chain cigs and you have a (sighs) cup of coins you rattle them around Mm -hmm. um 
I'm happy for you, though. <sighs> it was so fun. Vegas can be a reset if you work it well. Yeah, and I think I worked it, and it really felt like it was so jam-packed, and I was truly in, like, go-with-the-flow vibes, and it was good. Yeah. I paid $42 for a pina colada. Hell yeah. <laughs> Did you... My Starbucks cost $29 yesterday for One? two drinks and a egg sandwich. Oof, a, hung- Vegas a hangover inflation is truly the most real it's ever been in vegas did katie perry sing that's what you get for waking up in vegas yeah, she did a real like rudd and high in april <laughs> shot down in may version of it i love i love uh that's what you get <laughs> shut up and put your money where your mouth is yeah it was aggressive but this was like kind of it was a Vampy. jaunty version i do have to say Having seen Katy Perry twice now, once on her Witness tour, and once... You went to the Witness tour? Yeah, I went for free. All right, well, if you're going for because free... Because I... You know why? Because what? at Friend of the Pod Johnny Smith's art opening at Eric Butterball, I met PJ... PJ! Who works for... Golden Voice. Yeah, and we were talking about Katy Perry, and I was like... You know, I just want to go to the witness tour, but I can't bring myself to pay for it. And he was like, oh, I'll give you tickets. And then get, got me the next night. I called my friend Ryan and I was like, we're going to Katy Perry. PJ is an iconic person. Yeah. And That's then so this, cool. It was cool. It was meant to be. And then this one was like, we all got tickets for like $70. Damn. And meanwhile, like Chromatica Ball is like $2,000 a ticket or something. Someone that was in our group had seen Chromatica Ball the night before. Or like flew in from New York or whatever. And he said that this was better than Chromatica. (gasps) Like when I tell you the production value of this show was the most insane thing I've ever seen. The most insane to this day production wise most insane concert was the Pink concert for me. Yeah. This was like Pink times 20. Damn. Yeah. I don't. I have to say, like, I can't fully bring myself to even seeing Katie for free. But this is worth it. You but can maybe get I discount will. tickets. I mean, she's on a break now until October. <laughs> and I truly went in with very low expectations, having seen Witness, where she basically just ran frantically to <laughs> and fro on the stage. I love when she's out of breath, making, like, just orating to the crowd. And she, tr- she the thing is, is, like, I was like, she's really trying. Like, you know what I mean? She can't dance. So she just ran. And (laughs) she ran and shout sang all those songs. And God bless her. She really tried. I was like, she'll probably run. (laughs) Like like Florence. (laughs) Yeah. she'll. But Florence is like skipping and twirling. It's like a little more ethereal. Katie's full blown just like running and panting from side to side. (laughs) That was the witness tour. See, I love... I that's what I do appreciate about Ms. Hudson is that she's like she's sort of <laughs> she's like human. She's like the Valerie Cherish of the pop <laughs> of the divas. And I live for that. Like she's just constantly like you're just constantly like, oh, yeah. And I expected to be like, hmm, with but this. Were, hmm. But I was truly shocked and spirited away to Katy Perry's playland. And you don't think it was with help from outside forces no i mean i was on a quite a bit of mushrooms but i'm telling you her show was so such like a sensory overload 
that I couldn't even tell that I was tripping. Like I, I, it canceled out any sort of like hallucinatory or like trippy factor and just became like reality. Yeah. It wasn't even like that. I was not experiencing psychedelia because it was such like a full on spectacle. When did, did you take them right before? Yeah. I took them like an hour before. Were the lights cool in Vegas? Yeah, well, we were at this restaurant called the Pepper Mill that's, like, just a lounge with, like, magenta, (laughs) like, fake flowers and magenta and blue lights. And Vegas is crazy, too, because you are not allowed to smoke outdoors, like, at the pool. If you want to, they literally, someone goes, sorry, if you want to smoke, you need to go inside. And so we were like, okay, but like, don't, you don't have to ask me Don't twice. try me with a good time. I literally was like, well, don't mind if I do then. <laughs> and like fully went truck driver. I was like, <laughs> I was like where the camel crush is at. I went full, just like menthol cigs. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I, I rip cigs when I'm in Vegas. Yeah. Oh, the slots. It I'm was just... over. By the end of the night, my voice was like this. Yeah. It's, that's what happens. Like you just become... I became a crush. You become, when I'm in Vegas, like going back to what we were talking about before, like I just, I live life like I am a native Mm -hmm. of Vegas, like that I'm a resident and that this is my life, this is my reality. I don't know what time it is. I can't see outside. There are no windows. All I can smell are the like farty kind of like aromas that they're spraying and all the air vents coming through and just sig and air conditioning. That's all I am. Mm -hmm. I am a ghoul being slowly mummified by the cigarette smoke playing the leprechaun casino game or zeus yeah i i didn't gamble at all i'm not really like a gambling kind of gal but i did smoke a ton of camel crushes i drank like delicious sugary cocktail like i was like if i'm gonna drink i'm just gonna stick to what i like which is like i'll have a little white wine have a little espresso martini, have pina coladas hugely. And I was like, I don't care if I'm going to ingest like 6,000 calories worth of drinks. If you're in Vegas, it's like, I wanted, if I'm going to have are. some booze, it's going to go down easy. <laughs> I, There's I no reason to suffer. No. I mean, do what you want to do. It's You're in hyperdrive when you're in Vegas. Yeah. You're just like, nothing really counts. No. But I will say... After the Katy after the Katy Perry show, we decided we would go to New York, New York, to go on the roller coaster. The the most the worst hotel I've never seen such a thing. By the way, it felt like I was in the streets of Friends. (laughs) But also, if you look up into the actual hotel, there's only like two lights on. Like I don't think anyone actually stays there. Why would they? I know it's, it's just, horrific. It's, it's horrific. It's a horrific hotel. It was, but that's where like all the kids were, which was crazy to walk around at like midnight and there's just little children. Well, yeah, it's like, it's like this it's, is bad. Mm-hmm. And so we got, we did this roller coaster, which was the beginning of the end <laughs> for me because curtains. I literally, it was curtains halfway through the coaster after like two upside down turns and a <laughs> jolt where my like brain hit my skull like several times. Oh. I literally halfway through, I was like screaming. I was like, ah! 
that and then i it like came to like a little lull and i go i'm hungover and then the con- the coaster continued and it truly thrust me into a hangover we left new york new york i was like maybe i'll just uber back to our hotel like i don't know but then there was a hummer limo and i can't say no to riding in a hummer limo so i just laid in the back seat just like going like this while everyone else like was like partying and then finally my friend Ryan goes, you need to turn on Summer Renaissance to bring her back. <laughs> and they bl- blasted Summer Did it Renaissance. Work? I shot out of my seat and like fully danced. And then I was back. It brought me and uh, it bought me like 45 more minutes of being out. I love that. Yeah. But it was a really. It Next was time a you go. Time. I mean, I'd like to go to Vegas for my bachelor party. We're, we need to go to the pepper mill smoking indoors and ordering plates That's of very french fries me. and chicken fingers. That's me. It but truly, I also... smoking, literally, we were like smoking and like breathing smoke on the food and then eating the food. It's and amazing. I was like, I'm in fucking heaven right I've now. I've only been to Vegas as a sober person because mm-hmm. I, w- I went when I was 12 and and then I went after I got sober and I have so much fun when I'm there. It doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, it's a disgusting place, but it's heaven to me. Yeah. And I love, and they never have Red Bull, so I'm always drinking like Oh, some they had kind a of... lot of Red Bull. Someone drank like six red bull vodkas like oh my later God, that's in like the night demi vibes yeah um but when we go we have to go to paris because i love the paris, love paris. i love the casino so much okay i had a lot of really good ideas for vegas i was like feeling inspired and i like need to get on the board somewhere because i and buy, buy a house there no we should do a show in vegas well, yeah. I like that is a, just such a on my bucket list. There's I, literal like randoms with puppets that do shows in Vegas that you and I have never heard of, and they're probably just bringing home the bacon oh, with their little puppet. There's a little, there's like a man who's like Piff the Magic Dragon who has like a, a Pomeranian and had like a huge billboard, and he's perform. I was like, okay, we're to- like sexy unique podcasts could easily fit in here. We do a residency. <laughs> At Planet Hollywood, you just see me. The roof of Planet Hollywood caved in because it rained so much. I know. Um, Oh my god! Speaking of, did you see that thing about the mega flood that LA? They're expecting LA. I'm like, bring it on! Aren't we glad? Like, what? Let's let's be happy for that. Don't we need the water? We're in a drought, doll. Doll. I'm like, get your sandbags and batten down the hatches. But we like can, they think we there's can, gonna be a biblical level flood. Basically. What does that mean? Like landslides? No, there's like global warming is supposed to like bring like atmospheric rivers that have happened before here and it'll just cr- like be like a month of rain. Hell yeah. But it's What's gonna the like destroy problem? the city. Like how though? Because the it'll like it'll roofs? be bad. Anyway, that was a detour, but we no, can No, but I need to know about this. We can canoe. You need to know about this? Well, like what? It's rained it's, here for a month before. I no, don't no, no, no. It's. I mean, I'll send you. It's being taught. Like I was just listening on NPR about it. It was a CNN it. thing, right? No, it was like a. I just listened to it on NPR. They just like they they're think that it could it. be. Am I loving it? No, they're loving it. They're loving it on NPR. The news but is like, what can we share? It's interesting. It seems. It, they said it's like would be more catastrophic than the big one. They wish. <laughs> they, they wish they had what the big one they has. They fucking wish the haters. Like, I'm sorry. Can nothing be good? Can we just look at the positive? I'm ready for just delusional positivity spins on everything. But that's how I feel when I'm in Vegas. I, I feel immortal there. I feel like I don't like 
Last time I was there, I didn't have a mask. I was just breathing in the smoke air. I was breathing on and I was just like, I love this. Yeah, I, I saw like one mask the entire time. I was like, it's good to be here with all these was... sick fucks. But you're a sick fuck too when you're there. And that's that's yeah. the best part of it. And I, I love just, it. I love it. I saw Gaga there. I just think it's like we have to do I'd go to more Vegas shows. Yeah. Yeah. But all in all, good for you. Kind of fair to remember. Yeah. 
Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. I need to talk about the anarchists. So the finale was last night. Feels like a really... Feels like it's been on forever. Yeah. I feel like I've never known a life without the anarchists in it. I've never known a life without... I love... By the way, I love that they refer to the hotel where they have the conference as the pyramid. (laughs) I'm like, that made me cringe so hard. It's terrible. I also... I'm having like the shining effect. Like I'm Jack Nicholson and Acapulco is the Overlook Hotel. And I somehow feel like I've known about the anarchists my entire life. But even prior to my very existence, we're going to go on the website and look through like past anarchopocal conferences. And you're going to be like, yeah, the big group picture of the whole conference. And you're in the center of it looking up at the camera. It really went down such a dark path but i think a little hopeful with lily okay Uh, okay i think lily ended up being kind of the realest bitch of the crew in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. i think she got out i think she was sort of svengalied by that guy john john galt yeah and i think i wouldn't want to be her friend but i was I thought at the end she was actually just the truest anarchist of the whole crew. And I like that she went to the conference and warned everyone. Her TED talk was incredible. Well, and it was like not, it wasn't what they wanted to hear because like they're doing like Tantra and like Berwick, the Berwick method, which is just going, but she's on stage. Bringing all your dogs with you to a conference, which I was like, work. He darked me out. I mean that. that I mean was, he's the worst. When but he got he does have fa- a pug, and so that buys him a little bit of goodwill. When he got punched in the face, I was like, "This is rock bottom." <laughs> and when the guy went like this, that weird tall man with dreadlocks going with like this, his one little chin dreadlock, <laughs> like a pharaoh. He I went was, like this. When you get assaulted yeah. by a chin dreadlock elven man, <laughs> and then your you. reaction, and you get your ass. You get your ass beat on camera and then you like go to a bar and are loving it. I'm like, you've reached the end of the line. But Berwick's jet that's that's just another day (laughs) in the life of Berwick. But the the Nathan Freeman, that was truly I was like, they did not need to show. Okay, I need a moment to just like to speak to the the horrors of addiction and alcoholism, which have been 
front and center over the past week. First with Anne Heche, RIP to a true queen. That is horrific. So horrific and tragic. Like, but it was she was. Don't even get me started. No, you were very. I was harrowed by. You were very harrowed. I was in literally a state of shock when I saw truly the most shocking video of all time, which was the the nest cam footage of her horrifying hurtling down the street. I literally, I laughed until I cried. You guffawed, but like I truly then was just crying, and I was like, "This is." I horrible think, i think you're like alan on fight or flight was triggered by that which i totally get and i understand it and i what we talked about like off the record like i was like i, I understand what you were saying why you were so triggered yeah i but, was triggered too it was really i'm sad yeah it's, it's sad disturbing but then that followed by a full blow like i didn't realize i thought I mean, I think we said this early on, too. We were like, I think Nathan Freeman passed away because he's, like, not being interviewed anymore. And so I was like, oh, did Paul, did crazy Paul get him or what happened? And then it was worse than I could have ever imagined. Nathan Freeman, who we kind of start off with him and his wife bringing their kids down. They were sort of like, yeah, they were like the the OGs of the conference. Mm -hmm. They started it. Nathan Freeman was sort of ousted by that woman that used to work with Jill? biden which is so weird unclear um and he just basically drank himself into stage five cirrhosis and died a horrible liver failure death and became turned completely yellow and it was i've never seen anything like it it was and they showed it all i was it really made me nauseous yeah like he looked like homer simpson I didn't. I literally immediately Googled because it just showed his hand at oh. first when she was gripping his like dead yellow hand. Well, and I thought I was it was like, a glove. No. And I was like, is that his skin? And then I was like, can cirrhosis make you turn yellow? And Google was like, it sure can. And then it literally showed him. I know. Homerfied. And it was just it's so sad. But I had a feeling I was like, he sure is drinking a lot of that little flask. And yeah, then, they kept showing it. But. It just showed you like this community and the fr- the kind of fraught beliefs, sort of like you can't really escape capitalism. It just like and well, like they're not anarchists. No, that's truly. what I'm saying. I think he. I think it it showed that like he had this sort of like idealistic like we're gonna go and all, and then he just got like s- sucked in and spit out by this like weird machine that he kind of started. I wish I could go back in time and tell him. Don't just like you're going to be really into conferences and you need to like divorce yourself from your love of conferences. Like go to him in college. Yeah. And and just be like, like, you're not going to believe this now, but the moment will come where you get so obsessed with a conference that like (laughs) it destroys you. And you just, you really need to like just avoid conferences. Don't and do not move to to Acapulco. Acapulco. And do not name your daughter Irabella. I just am like, what? The fact that they considered themselves to be anarchists only to move somewhere and create a conference, which is the most like anti-anarchist move of all time. Yeah. Like conferences are like literally not for anarchists. No, it's I mean, it, they just they were full of shit. And I think that's they why they didn't want to pay taxes. But that's why I appreciated Lily's little ted talk at the end that was so uncharismatic and and like (laughs) the antithesis of like 
magnetism but she was she was right she was like that's true anarchist behavior is giving a really alienating ted talk <laughs> she is without like making any eye contact and just being like uh so you might think that this is uh, cool um but it's not and like you could definitely die but that but i was like this is she's right and she was like if you're truly gonna live stateless or live like a stateless your loss of life is possible and like i'm proof of that and it's like it's shitty and everyone was kind of like because they're all like they're all crypto capital like it's just it's they're absurd like, they're when's like, berwick gonna rap <laughs> <laughs> truly they're like when are we gonna go to the ballroom and do like a, a rap freever <laughs> anyway it was it's a it was a crazy show and it was very sad and i think I'm I'm also very questioned. I have like a big question mark over the producers of that. I think they were like, they got a little too close. Thank God that Lily finally took those dreadlocks out. My God. I almost puked when I was seeing like all the brushing. I was very triggered. As someone that gets like pancake dreadlocks on the regular if I don't keep a yeah. brush on my undercarriage. Like I was... I didn't even know that you could brush them out. I thought you would just have to cut them off completely. I like that she ends up with like the Mexican gay li- vampire Lestat. <laughs> He's gay. He's a total flaming gay man. Okay, but I, yeah. But I, I love that for her. Mm-hmm. And I like when her dad comes. Was like, that was cute when her dad came and she goes, this is my boyfriend. He treats me really well. I was like, yeah, I'm sure he does because he's gay. I, if it takes a gay man to get her to comb those dreadlocks out then blessings he was like we gotta take care of this he was like honey please (laughs) you've got to get that hair sorted out anyway great show like it was in good shape afterwards i was like how is that humanly possible i I think she just stopped doing math i don't think it talks enough about yeah how drug addiction and alcohol alcoholism is like a hugely motivating factor in wanting to be an anarchist like i believe fully in my heart of hearts that many of those people just conflate like anarchy with alcoholism where it's like oh we're anarchists so like we can drink and do drugs and no one judges us because like we're stateless and just do our own thing we're sovereign be careful but i'm like you're literally just doing this so you can like freely booze without a judgment at like 11 in the morning yeah but i'm like that's not that's not positive or healthy. No. Be careful what so you say. I so bad for Freeman's kids. I know. I love when the girl was like... Why the fuck didn't he stop drinking? That was very like in um, Mommy Dearest when she goes, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I was just like, this sucks. This sucks. I like that the wife was like, I'm so angry at him. Mm-hmm. I was like... I love telling him that on his deathbed. Being yeah. like, you can die, but I... I'm so angry at you. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. I want to punch him in the face, she said. Anyway. Anyways. What was the other thing on the docket? Um, Millie Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby Brown disclosed. This is like the summer of Gen Z celebrities talking about how hard they've had it. Mm-hmm. And she disclosed that when she was 10 years old, a casting director uh, drove her to tears telling her she was too mature. Girl. I was like. 
after a powerful casting director rejected her for being, quote, too mature. Before she got the role of a lifetime as Eleven on Netflix, Stranger Things, Brown said the casting director advised her that she'd never make it as an actor because of her maturity. She was 10! I always knew that I was mature and I couldn't really help that, Brown said. She's truly the definition of, like, an old soul. A self-described old soul. I'm only friends with adults. I'm like... This is the hardest thing that's ever happened to you because you're literally 18. Yeah, it's fine. Girl, it all worked out. Anyway, I just thought that was funny. Oh, my God. Millie. Yeah, this was like the and then she her next audition was for Stranger Things and she got it. Now she's making a million an episode. Yeah, she's good. But everyone everyone just has to have like some kind of trauma. These young kids, yeah, it's trauma mongering, but they don't actually have like, I mean, I'm sure in the scope of her world, that was traumatic for her. But it just sounds funny. In the the victim Olympics, that's not going to get you a gold, silver or bronze medal. You're not even a place in the top 10. So try harder, Ms. Brown. I've just been loving like Sydney Sweeney, Jacob already and her just being like, the casting director told me I was too hot for this industry and I would never work. I was like, okay. I know. that they. It really Sim- is like, you're going to have to do a lot better than that. <laughs> my, my casting director told me my big naturals were too luscious. Were too gorgeous. <laughs> and I would never make it with these huge naturals. And Jacob already, I was told that I was too fucking hot. It's like, oh my god. I wanted to be in a in the summer night's dream and someone said, You're gay. And I went, Ooh. But um It's also I think it's just people that have also been this is like what they've known their entire lives. No, I love it. I mean I want I want more of it. I it it tickles me to no end. Like today I saw Mindy Kaling was like asked about why she casts Deacon Philippi in her new show or her Netflix show. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Really? It was just Reese told me that he had expressed interest once in acting, and I thought he'd be perfect. So now he has, like, a recurring main part on the show. And that's how it goes. And I went, tell his oldest time. Honestly, though, you just do need to have a famous mother and then tell someone in your family, like, you would love to just act. Well, I love it wasn't even he has, like, a passion for it. He's just expressed interest. Yeah. Same. No, I love it. I'm like, that's just keeping it real. Mm-hmm. Speaking of keeping it real. Yeah, let's get down. I'm Carrie. I'm Lara. And you're listening to Sexy Unique Unique Podcast. Podcast. Jersey Jersey Shore, Shore, bitch. Whatever. I'm hyper from the caffeine. I'm so over caffeinated. I reached a point of like shaking before you came over, and I was like, I can't do this to myself. I was shaking. Hear that meme of the mannequin? Have you ever seen that one where the mannequin has a bob wig on and then someone's shaking it? (laughs) And you just hear like, that was me.
Angelina's days are numbered. Praise be, honestly. <laughs> she is such a bad vibe. She's truly a like vamp like the definition of an energy vampire. She's a roving cloud. She's a roving just like dark cloud over everyone's day. I cannot get over her flats. She's doing a flats and capri, like clam diggers and flats and an off the shoulder shirt. But like the look where you do like a really bright colored shirt and then like a black pant and a black flat is so like it's like corporate dressing. Yeah. They wake up. It's the day after. It's another beautiful day at the shore house. They're all in the kitchen. Ronnie tells JWoww that she made out with Polly. And she immediately goes into a place of denial. <laughs> I love she goes, I don't know if I I don't know if I did that. She's like, I definitely didn't make out with him or anything. I like I had to come home before that happened. And she smash cut to the flashback of her making out with him, but putting her hand up so no one would see it. <laughs> and Ronnie goes, Ronnie goes, I mean, you made out with Polly. And mm-hmm. she goes, I would remember that. And then Polly goes, Yeah, you did. Okay, so someone directed my attention to, like, a Reddit AMA where uh, one of the producers of Jersey Shore did, like, during the pandemic was, like, ask me anything. And she said that we never, they never showed this, but apparently the situation in JWoww had sex in season one. Whoa. I know. Get it, Jenny. Damn. Good for her. Keep it on the down low. Also, Ronnie is, I just saw, is a year sober. Good for him. Yeah. He needed that. Hopefully he can clear out a lot of other things. Sam, Sitch, and Ron go into work. And Sitch is still reeling from being rejected by the sweetest bitch you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. And he's... Well, first of all, Polly, back to the J-O, he goes, I just think Jenny doesn't want to seem like a trash bag. <laughs> I'm like, God. I have to say, Polly's like maybe the meanest one of everyone. Or Vinny. But I think Polly's like cruel. Like in his judgment. Yeah. I think he's like really like I've watched this now watching the second You're a scholar. Time. I'm a just scholar kind of like sure. Yeah, I think Polly's like a real bitch. The producer said that Paul was the one who stayed the most to himself. Like he had like he was the most private person of the whole cast. Like he would do he would film and do whatever and like um, and go off on his own. But then it was just like he was not like gonna really talk to people in between and like kept like a very like firm boundary in between his like private life and his life on the show. Because he's old. Yeah, but Sitch is old. Well, Sitch is. And he had no boundaries. Yeah, so they go to the t shirt shop, the, <laughs> the gruesome threesome. <laughs> And Mike is still kind of trying to, like, flirt with Sammy. And they're standing around. And she's like, yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know. Like, I like you. And he kind of perks up. And she goes, no, not like that. And She's I, fucking wow. with him. Yeah, she's truly torturing him now. She's like, I mean, I get it. You like me. It's fine. And he goes, no, I mean, I wouldn't say that. And she's like, no, it's okay. Poor um, sitch. It's like he deep throats a pickle. I forgot about her love for pickles. Shame. She takes the pickle, puts it all the way in her mouth, and sucks the juices out, and Mm -hmm. then eats the rest. Yum. Everyone loves her. She's wearing a hat that says porn star in training. Mm -hmm. She goes, pickles is my thing. 
pickles is my thing. Mm-hmm. And Vinny goes, I like Snooky. She's funny. Everyone's coming around on Queen Snooky. Sammy and Ronnie <laughs> are flirting. Ronnie just talks so much shit about Mike. He goes, it's just, it's destroying him. Like, look at him. He's fucking destroyed out there. And, like, Mike's just walking around, like, looking into space. I love, like, Sam and Ronnie, like, hanging all over each other. And she goes, Ronnie, you always take care of me. I was like, it's been four days. Yeah, they're kind they of. They love, in- like, a declarative statement four days into knowing a person. What's that, like, dual madness called? Like, la du- Foliadu. Foliadu. They're a little foliadu already. They are brainworms for each other. They're, yeah. They immediately bring out the worst in each other. And like, they, it's not even a 24-hour turnaround before they're acting foolish. <laughs> they also, they go deep into hetero hell, like, lightning fast. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I, we'll get to it, but the mini golf of it all, like, I wanted to, I almost went, I went, Bleh! I was literally like Vicky Gummelson going, ha- Having... A man escort you to mini golf while he wears a fedora is truly it's it's bad. I'd rather die. She needed to be fifty one fifty. I'd um, rather get thrown from a horse. Ronnie comes <laughs> Ronnie comes home and he like I, I forgot this. Apparently him and Jay he's like Jay Wow's my girl in the house. I was like, when did this happen? Okay, wait, let me check this Reddit thing because it could have been Ron and Jay Wow who hooked up. I don't want to misspeak. I don't want to spread don't fucking rumors. Okay, I'm reading the Reddit now. This producer says that Angelina was the worst one by far. Of like, course. just like the worst to have to deal with, which she has is ODD. very obvious. I think she just sucks. It's not even like defiance, it's just truly she Suckage. sucks. Yeah. yeah. I bet Mike and Jay Jenny and Mike hooking up during season one. Yeah, okay. So she. Fully confirmed by this producer on Reddit. God strike me down now for that sentence. But why? Jenny oh, and Mike cool. hooked up and we didn't see it, but I love that and just proves that she is the hottest bitch ever. Ronnie's like, Jay Wow's my Jenny's my girl and she I come to her with all my problems. I'm like, oh, what since I kind of like that. I know, but I was like, since when? So they literally are <laughs> they're four days in and they are like me in Vegas acting like I've been there. They are me with the anarchists. Um that's just what happens down the shore. I do love Jenny's deadpan advice, and I would love to, like, tell her about my problems. I was thinking about you in that moment, like, her face of, like, listening and, like, reacting, how much you would love to be Ron in that situation. I would just come to her and she'd be like, well, you really got to do something about that. No, you got to do it. And you'd be like, I know. I know. Wow's boyfriend, Tommy, is coming to visit that day. She looks so good sitting outside in her, like, bikini top just waiting and, like, the weird magic hour light of Jersey Shore. Tommy and his friend arrive, and I was like, now this is a situation. (laughs) She's worried about Tommy finding out about Polly. Tommy's cute. He's a chin strap. He's cute. He's very Guido. How old, too? She's young, right? Yeah. She's like 24. But then the, the guy she ends up with, Roger, is like... Roger is a flop. Tommy was better than Roger. Yeah. Um, and Angelina's friends Alana and Elena come and they literally look they're Marge Simpson's sisters who smoke. <laughs> I kept thinking about them. They're literally the same they person. Are. They Alana, are the exact same person. They come down from Staten Island for the night. Angelina talking to her boyfriend on the duck phone, like, 
rolling her eyes and like shiftily looking from side to side. She's so that person. Yeah. Like that type of personality kills me when you're like talking and you're just like you are acting like grossed out by the person that you're talking to, but you also like love it. But well, you're she, and you, she wants people to ask her like she's trying to get attention constantly. Mm-hmm. And he goes, she goes, what do you got going on tonight? And he goes, and I've got nothing going on tonight. And I'm like, God, he must hate her. I know because the plan for the night is like that he would come meet up yeah. with her. So she's going, going, so what are you doing tonight? He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I think he drives down just to be like, we're done. We're done because you f- you make me crazy because you're just the worst vibe. She goes, so go to headliners without me. And he goes, okay, well, what time are you going to go there? And she goes, 1030. And I was like, why are you the question. doing this? Just answer it. Alana and Elena are like, that's so awkward. It's crazy. I love everyone getting ready and Vinny putting on a, a vest. A vest and a tie, and he goes, I'm looking to have more of a classy night tonight. Headliners. <laughs> I like that. I like the hierarchy of the clubs. Clubs. Headliners is classier than karma. Karma and bamboo. That's where you go to just like get messy and black out and fight. And yeah, you fight in like the comma, like common outdoor area with like the little patio tables and stuff. I love that they all call each other like the kid. Where is the kid? Where is the kid? You got to break up with that kid. Uh, yeah, so Angelina at the club is like holding her drink. She's doing that thing like this. She's looking around. She's like standing at the bar looking around. Waiting for her boyfriend. He comes in and he's basically like, I can't deal with this anymore. He's like, I hate you. You terrorize me daily, constantly, all day. You call me and I can't take it anymore and we're done. Who's as of now, I'm done. And Angelina goes, I've been done for the p- past couple weeks. I was like, you're shitty for that. Yeah. I know you haven't. Snooki sees her friend Mike. She goes, that's when I see my friend Mike. And we have hooked up before. So I'm just going to grab him and I'm going to get my fix. Well, first she goes, I feel someone grab my ass and I turn around and it's my friend Mike. And then you see her talking to him. And she goes, I'm so excited. I'm like, oh, my. So she gets like sexually harassed. And then she turns around and is like, oh, it's my friend Mike. It's my friend Mike. So now I can get my fix. Snooki just wants to get dick down. Why? Well, I, I forgot that this whole season she's on a quest to get smashed, st- stretched open. <laughs> We find out that Angelina's boyfriend is, in fact, married. Well, first, Jenny's, they get back to the house, and Jenny's, they're laying in bed, and it's, like, one of those scary over-the-ceiling like camera footage, and he's like, if you have done anything to me, against me, consider us done. And then J-Well gives the most, like... Guilty response. Manipulative guilt response, and she was like, wow, you would think that a girl who loves you wouldn't give her a chance, regardless of what she's done. Cool. And I'm like, she was so you're telling me, like, even if we were like so in love and like having the best time and really there for each other, that if you found out that I did something, you'd still break up with me. And he's like, yeah. And she goes, hmm. And like turns over, he goes, why are you getting mad? And she goes, I'm not mad. And then like turns her back. And I was like, this is like, tell me you've cheated on me without telling me you've cheated yeah. on me. Yeah, Angelina's married boyfriend then won't stop calling the house and calling mm-hmm. Elena and Alana. Yeah, he calls Ronnie. Ron's like, Angelina, come. To, he said, get to the phone right now. He said, get the fuck on the phone. 
She loves it. She loves not answering and being like, I'm done. I'm just done. I'm done. I'm, I'm done, done with the kid. Well, yeah, we find out he's fucking still married. He's getting a divorce. Like, it's the worst situation you can be in. Yeah. Imagine divorcing a guy and then realizing he's been seeing Angelina. I would. That's like the one person I just like would not want (laughs) my ex to be with. Yeah, I'd be like anyone else. Literally any single person in the world. Imagine if your stepmother was Angelina. Uh, you get no. I won't. I'd I won't change my identity. That. Yeah. If my partner left me for someone like Angelina, I'd emancipate. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So the next morning, Angelina's supposed to go to work, and she just sits on the couch in her little off-the-shoulder her look, and she keeps going. <laughs> She's fake coughing. She the re- fake coughs are too much for me. Vinny goes into work and they're like, where's Angelina? And he's like, I don't know. She's not coming in today. He's like, well, we're going to have a really busy day. So buck up. And Vinny's like, I'm ready. Vinny loves to work. He's a worker at heart. And I love that about him. I also love that she, it's not like she's in bed or just like laying around. Like she got ready for work and then just sat in a chair staring forward and then was like, I guess I'll just fake cough and be sick, quote unquote. She sat on that horrible couch. She had her hair fully like blow dry. And just dried. sat like was like this. <laughs> She's sitting like this. <coughs> and they're all and the, and everyone's like Sam. Like they're all like staring at her. At this point, everyone's like, "Get the fuck out!" Everyone hates her. No one, no one will give her the time of day. Which for a person like that. If you're not getting attention, you suddenly get worse and worse. It's not like that makes someone recalibrate and then be like, oh, I'm really like alienating everyone. It's like you then go into just silent mode and everything you do is motivated by trying to get someone to ask you what's wrong. So you would literally walk into a room full of people and just sit. (laughs) Silently and stare waiting for someone to be like, what's going on? And cough. And be like. <laughs> well, that's why she leaves. No, yeah, and everyone, and it, but this no is... one calls like not a single person like calls her bluff. So then she eventually just realizes she has to leave. Well, that's that's the thing that that's I a, love that about you this have crew. To do you? This crew is the wrong people. They're the wrong group to do that with because they will. They're all like pretty savvy with like people having bad energy, mm-hmm. and they will not give you that. So finally, Angelina realizes she's not getting any sympathy from, like, her friends in the house. So she, like, trudges over. She puts a little hoodie over, zips it up over her little off-the-shoulder top and goes and walks into work to go rain whores upon the t-shirt store. The guy goes, hey, what's up? And she's like, yeah. She goes, (laughs) he goes, what time zone are you in? She goes, what? He He goes, what time zone are you in? You're really late. She goes, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm sick. And he goes, did you go out last night? And she goes, well, yeah. And he goes, yeah, of course. So you're hungover. And she goes, no, I swear. I only had two drinks last night. She goes, no, are you getting it? I'm sick. <laughs> My favorite quote is when she goes, she goes, honestly, when you're sick, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> She's me when I worked at like the producers guild and would come into work so hungover and I'd have to run out of the office to go vomit. And sick. then I'd come back and be like, I'm just so sick. I have like the flu or something. That's me when I worked at Logo. <laughs> I would come in like literally still rolling or on coke. Dragon breath. 
just disgusting. Bloodshot eyes. Bloodshot coke Broken breath. capillaries like all over my face. Like flushed red from the booze runoff pouring through my veins. Just like beer and penny breath from all the drugs I was doing. and Smoke lingering around me. And then I'd go on and log into my little thing and start writing blogs about like some <laughs> eating, eating out eight. Some gay movie that no one's watching. And my boss, who was like this person, he hated this gay that hated me. And they basically <laughs> sat me down and were like, you're fired because you show up 20 to 30 minutes late most days. And I was like, Fair I was enough. a little like Angelina. I was like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I got fired from Producers Guild, too, because I would just go in my office and they'd be like, please call all these people and like, please ask them if they'll sponsor our like event. And I'd be like, cool, I'll do that. And then not call anyone and just go on the Internet and then sometimes just quick walk out of the office to the bathroom to puke my brains out oh and then come out and be like with a broken blood vessel. Yeah, be like. I don't know what's happening. I think it's like a 24-hour <laughs> flu. They're like, we literally saw you like getting shit-faced last night. I'm like, what? When it's sick, it's hard. I felt like a little bit like when I was, this was like beginning of my rock bottom and I like, I just remember getting fired and my friend was like the assist, the uh, deputy editor and he was like always trying to like be nice and cover for me. And he like sat down with the main guy and when they fired me and he was, yeah, I could tell that he was like, I don't want to do this, but like you've given us no choice. Mm -hmm. So I felt really guilty. And then when I walked out, I was in the middle of Times Square and I walked out and I called my mom and I like leaned again and I went, I got fired. And she was like, oh, are you upset about it? And I was like, yeah, but I, I was not. But I was like, I guess I should be upset about this. You wanted to like cost, you got a little Angelina. I did get a little. You went full Angelina <laughs> mode. I got fired and I was like, you're kidding me. <laughs> I'm like, but why though? And they're like, because like suck. you suck at this job. And then I'm like, fair enough. And then <laughs> I was sad and went into my office and then a huge earthquake happened. And we all like went outside and I was like, this is actually a sign that I'm supposed to get. I was like, this is a sign from the universe. I'm supposed to get fired right now. And then I was like, well, I guess I can go on unemployment. Holla. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the the assistant boss there like calls Danny Provisano Jr. and he's like, "Hey, Angelina's being <laughs> horrible, and you need to go like ream her out." I love. She goes back to the. She leaves the t-shirt store and she goes, "I'm done. Can't take it anymore. <laughs> she can't take having to." It's also, I think, 6 p.m. It's 6 p.m. It's like, I, I, I forgot. They it's... just have to work for three hours. They work three hours like every other day. And it's a fun job. And I forgot that it's August. So it's like getting into that, like, where sometimes it's cold one day. So she has, like, the hoodie. It's kind of rainy. And she clearly goes to a store on the boardwalk and buys a suitcase, which we find out later. She comes back to the house and she just has, like... It's very me. Like I, she's a CVS bag full of stuff, and she, goes and she's sitting on the carpet floor while like Sam is like lounging in her bed, and Angelina is just sitting there with like her bag of like shit from Walgreens. She's sitting there like this with her little flats. She's sitting on the ground. She has she has a bag of Walgreens dangling from her wrists, and she's just going. 
like not saying she's anything. Like, Ron and Sam are just in they're bed. They're just like staring at her from the bed. And then Danny, who we called Jeff all last episode. Jeff? Yeah. We were like the boss, Jeff. Oh, well, at first I thought we were like just call- – we got – we were, like, incorrectly calling him Danny because we were like, oh, he looks like Danny Provisano. I think his name is Danny. It is Danny. So he comes over. He's And he's pissed. He storms in. He goes, where's Angelina? And Snooki goes, she's upstairs. Like, immediately. Yeah, they're all ready to get her out. And then they go. He goes, go get her for me. And she goes, Danny's here to talk to you. And then Angelina does a truly psychotic move where she goes, I won't talk. Tell him I'll only talk to him if he comes in the bathroom. Which I'm like, that's sexual harassment you're like gonna make him go in a closed tiny space with you because you don't want to have this conversation on camera that was truly bone chilling and then Snooky comes down and she explains what she just requested and danny goes i have to go what okay so he goes upstairs and he's like what's the deal she walks into the bathroom and she <laughs> shuts the door and is talking to him from behind the door he goes hey what's what are you doing she says you have to come in here and he goes i'm not coming in there and she goes <laughs> I'm she's fake coughing now. And she's he cosplaying like, confession. Mm-hmm. She's having like a Catholic like. Takeover. I love through the door being like you have to when you were just on camera. She's having a like she's both what you said like she hasn't gotten the attention her required attention getting has not been met in like days so she's like a machine malfunctioning. Because they they run on Angelina runs on attention. But if it's negative, if there's going to be a negative confrontation and she knows she's at fault, she won't be able to face that head no. on. But if there's a negative confrontation where she's igniting the negativity and like with the pointing girls. the finger at someone else, yeah. then she's happy to be like front and center. She can't handle any kind of like real feedback. And the bathroom door, what a metaphor. Speaking through the door, I love you. Have to come in here. No, she's also like. I think she's also just like I couldn't. I was confa- it, it actually like was a confounding experience to watch again because I was like, what was she? What's the motivation here? Because I was like, is she just being like, I'm on a TV show? I'm being like, but I don't think it was that. I think she's like truly malfunctioning because she can't get what she wants. Yeah, I think she's realizing that everyone hates her. She's no gonna- one really likes her in this house. She has essentially cheated on her boyfriend on camera but just... now her boyfriend has come and said which she liked because that's like attention and reinforcement that she's like sexy but she's no all... guys in the house want to fuck her we've also gotten she's gonna know everyone knows that she was basically with a married man yeah so, and now everyone knows that too and i think it's just too much negativity and she knows there's no way to like there's no recourse and there's a camera and, and there's a camera be... and now she's like kind of backed herself into a hole and i literally think that, yeah and i think that she kind of thinks that like she's like i think there's part of her brain that's like oh this worked for snooki so maybe this will work for me i don't think that's like a conscious realization but i think it's semi-motivated from like her being like i'm done i'm done i'm so fucking done like i'm leaving i also do think that it's motivated by her boyfriend breaking up with her and she's like she knows they're only allowed to make one call a day and they have no other way to communicate with to these people. so she's like i have to go get to him because like that actually is where most of my self-worth is wrapped up in like yeah and i think she 
the thing that she doesn't realize though is that Snooki has star power. Mm-hmm. She she doesn't. doesn't. So Danny's basically like, "You're ridiculous, and if you're not going to work, you have to get out of the house that I'm letting you stay in." Yeah, you're fired. You're fired. And she's like, "Whatever, Danny." She goes fine, and then she like packs up her trash bags and puts them on the street, and she goes, <sighs> "She it, her confessional." She goes, "I'm leaving now, and I have to do what I have to do." Bye. And, and she then, just keeps coughing. I'm like, damn, she has COVID. <laughs> like, <She's... laughs> with the jigs, you don't have to keep yeah. the sickness. Like, everyone knows you're not sick. I love, like, even till the very end of her leaving the house, she's like. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's just staring at her. And then she goes, I, I love, she goes, yo, Nicole, write your number down on this thing. Nicole goes, okay. And she comes by. They're all about to eat dinner. Mike's, they're all drinking Gatorade, which I was like. Oof. Dark. And Like a 7 p.m. Gatorade. And Angelina comes in. She goes, all right, so, um. I'm leaving. I gotta go. I'm done. I'm done. Bye, guys. And they're all like, okay. Bye. And she kind of like... She tries to like... Get them to tell her to stay. And no one is giving that to her, which <laughs> is so really embarrassing. Like looking the opposite direction and laughing. <laughs> and she and then she tries to be like... She's like, Mike, you always like... She's like, you... Basically being like, you love to like hate me. And he's like, no, I actually fucking hate you. And she goes, oh, look, you got a gray hair. And she kind of like wants him to sort of flirt this is like her last ditch effort to like ignite some sort of like flirty negging energy and he's like get out of here and then she goes and then she kind of waits for another moment and she goes all right and they all go okay bye love you see you later she's bye love you guys and sam goes she's not a part of the jersey shore anymore and then she just goes out to her sad little car and her trash bags and her one suitcase that she clearly just went on the boardwalk and bought. And right before she leaves, she goes, it has nothing to do with my boyfriend, which means it has everything to do with your boyfriend. And she goes, I might have just made the biggest mistake of my life. And I'm like, yeah, you did, you did. Because you just fucked yourself out of millions of dollars. But also, thank God. Thank because God. this, this she had to leave in order for this season to really shine and for these people to take off and for dina to come i know dina the queen dina is a usually when like a new person comes on i'm like oh but dina, like, no, but dina was always there she is she a, was the shining she's a meatball so they're all still eating dinner and drinking and then um Jenny's like, okay, I have to make things right with Tommy. So and Jay calls, calls him. Yeah. And she goes, she's like crying when they first get on the phone. He goes, what's wrong? She goes, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and he's like, okay, but like, tell me what's going on. Is there another guy? And she's like, no. And she goes, from what I heard, I think I made a mistake in the club. I might have made a mistake in the club. And he goes, like, boyfriend relationship ending mistake. And she's like, maybe. And he goes, she goes, well, Tommy basically just broke up with me. So that means I'm single now. And then she goes, if I'm single, that's a bad thing. And she goes, they're going to see my true side, my dirty, filthy side. I was like, oh, my God, a mere minute after breaking up with (laughs) her boyfriend. She wanted to break up with him. Within 30 seconds of being like, well, well. Because if I'm single, that's a bad thing. Hurricane Jenny is about Hurricane to tear Jenny. through Seaside Heights. Then we cut to Snooki st- skipping down the boardwalk with the darkest person of all time, Ryder. This is her BFF and her lower companion. My vibe post boarding school coming back to Oklahoma City 
knowing no one because everyone in my grade had already graduated and like gone off to college and I would go out to like not crowded bars and go full Snooki and Ryder be like raging and like did like fall no like with like a girlfriend or two fall off like a bar stool and just like rage Snooki goes my girl Ryder's crazy like me they're best friends and I think they have like a little bit of just from all the times I've seen they definitely have there's a loaded underlying thing going between them i think like a little lesbian bit. a little bit i think snooki might be a little bi i think she's a little bi and i think because she and dina fully fuck <laughs> in italy in italy well what's crazy is they kind of all fuck at one point they do. everyone fucks everyone else yeah as they should as they should i would too believe me it wouldn't take many seasons <laughs> i'd probably run through like most of the guys in one season except but, ron ugh. Snooki loves more nothing she loves more than going to like a weird bar on the boardwalk filled with just like old, old men, men in, <laughs> and just in tank tops and just they all stare at her and Ryder and Snooki does Snooki her does incredible her dance Ryder has a little she has some moves mm-hmm. but she, it's Snooki and her are like a true like <laughs> full of they make the men the men folk go crazy and then she goes stay here at the house tonight just stay with me Ryder looks like Taylor Swift. <laughs> she does. Suki goes, we have a fucking hot tub. Let's go back and get in the fucking hot tub. So they head back. And meanwhile, the date from Hades is about to begin. Well, first, yeah. So Ronnie and Sam, Sam goes, want to go like play mini golf? And Ronnie's like, are you serious? <laughs> and she this goes, is- yeah. I was like. She goes and starts packing up her little coach bag to, like, go head out on this date. She's wearing, like, a... She's just, like, so pleased to be, like, having this romantic night out. And then Mike comes in the room. He's like, oh, so you go in, like, mini golf? She's like, yeah, I'm going mini golfing with Ron. And as, as she starts, like, she's, like, moving things from one purse to the next. And at one point, she takes out her birth control and, like, looks at it and then, like, pats it and puts it in her bag. And I was like, I love that. Yeah. Um, so they head out and like this date boardwalk boardwalk mini golf is like such a hell it's a vibe sometimes it's fun and sometimes it's just a this mm, was like just straight mini golfing and bro it's like just wood shards it's bad it's bad so mike meets Ryder and he goes she wasn't ugly she was thin and petite kind of my type i was like fuck god damn it mike's obsessed with thin he has an eating disorder well, yeah, I mean, yeah. look at his body. Right. Snooki and Ryder got in the hot tub and just start making out. And Snooki goes, me and Ryder make out because it's what the guy's like. I was like, oh, babe. I know, but I'm just glad you're doing it, like, in a supervised. Yeah. Like, I'm really glad that for her sake and for, like, potential, like, rapist's sake. That I had, I wrote. I No, it's like. If you're going to get wild, this like how she wants to get wild and put yourself in situations where it's like anything could go wrong at any time, you better have like this was God's plan for her is to like have a camera crew around and like people to truly protect her from herself. It's like when Black China says cut the cameras dead ass. She goes, keep the cameras on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because like there's a moment it reminded me of like Jessica Biel and Rules of Attraction where it's like she's like. The football team runs the, a train the, on her. Yeah. It's well, like, I was just like that kind of vibe where... I got the vibe. I was like, they're going to like gang rape Ryder or something. 
What? No, it's like I had the like the way they were all like it was a little. I mean, I think I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they would. But no, like, you but never I think know. If I think you were not in this crowd in this specific situation, and you're like two girls at like a frat house making out around a bunch of like frat boys. It's like something could potentially happen that's like very wrong and bad. Yeah, because anyway, but I I had the same thought. <laughs> I loved Snooki after she makes out with writers sitting in the corner of the hot tub next to Mike, very self-satisfied, just feeling herself. And she looks at Mike and he's like talking and she just grabs his chin and turns it towards her and just plants a kiss on his right on the mouth. With her nails, too. <laughs> she's making out as fun. I mean, if one thing leads to another, I'm not going to tell him to get off. Well, yeah, they they fuck a few times. Yeah. And like she, he's saying something, and then she goes, he's kind of talking shit, and then she's about to pour champagne down his throat, and she goes, "Oh, you better fuck my ass right now!" Like says something just so raunchy, and then everyone laughs, and I was like, "This is this was it truly is a gift. It's a gift. It is God's plan. Yeah, the universe." put her here in this specific time to like fulfill this role put them all together and and got rid of angelina and also kept her safe yeah and I mean, kept as... all of them safe because in the next scene polly almost blows up the entire shore house but also Snooki's not that safe as we see in the next episode no i mean you play with fire you are gonna get burned not even God can protect you from a juice head on the loose on the yeah. boardwalk. <laughs> yeah, so there's a grill gate. Sitch house... asks Polly to like just turn on the grill, and Paul puts charcoals in a gas grill, turns it on, it lights the whole grill on fire, and there's like a gas canister underneath. I'm like, everyone, this could have, they could have all died in yeah. a fiery blaze. I like Mike. Mike is like the only one who can be trusted at the grill. He's grill master. Yeah, that was scary. There would have been like a mushroom cloud scene from space. <laughs> Truly. Um, Isn't Paul from Rhode Island? Mm-hmm. He was carrying haunted Rhode Island energy he with was. him with that move. That but, nightclub that like burned down in one minute. Oh, in Providence. That's what yeah. Paul was bringing to the shore house. Fuck, I remember being a kid and seeing that on the news. And this being... is the most chunking. Yeah. Um, Wow has her hair they're going out that night and jay wow's her hair is tall as to the gods <laughs> jay wow's they're going into the club she goes nobody she goes i'm single now which is crazy because no one's even seen what i'm capable of she goes by the end of this night everyone's gonna hate each other i'll make everyone hate each other by the end of the night <laughs> it's like oh my god whoa damn and i wrote she means that she does sam and ron are dancing they're vibing and then they this just is- start flirting with other people yeah and this is the first time we got a sense of ronnie's dance moves he truly is like pied piper he's medieval in his dance (laughs) he's dancing plague there's something like old it's like old italian motherland it's bubonic it's black plague dancing it's venetian saint mark square dancing it totally is dancing away the plague it's edgar Allan poe era of like dance till you die insanity sam starts flirting with a cop sam sees she looks over she's talking to her friend who's a cop and she says she looks over sees ron dancing with another girl and then immediately turns to the cop and flirts with him and gives him her number 
And then Wow. Wow gets a glimpse of Miss Sammy Sweetheart slipping her digits to this copper. She keeps saying the cop. I love that. She's uh, they're the A-cab. The <laughs> wows J-Wow's A-cab from the jump. They're all A-cab. Yeah. They Except all... for Sammy. The Sammy's... sweetest bitch you'll ever meet. Sammy loves... She's Blue she's Lives Matter. She's Blue Lives Matter yeah. all the way. But this is where we... The first hint of J-Wow and Sam's... Mom, and also Ron and Sam's deep dysfunction. This is, mind you, 24 hours into them dating. So J-Wow goes up and she goes, Yo, you gotta go get your girl. She's giving her number to a cop. And Ron's like, fuck this, fuck this. And he just storms out of the club. And J-Wow is like, well, I have no choice but to go back for him. Because I think J-Wow wants to fuck Ron. Well, I think that they have, like, a brotherly, sisterly relation. I think they could fuck if they were drunk enough. But I think it's motivated of just, like, you ride for each other. And, like, you have, like... I do think that... It's an elevated friendship in that way. I agree with you. Because I've had that with straight boys, like, in my life where it's, like... No, I totally get that. I do think that... But I think that there... That is... That becomes very true, especially with Joe with all the guys, because she's, like... They're, like, her brothers. Mm -hmm. But I think in this first week, they're all, like, the chaos... The energy is so unstable and horny. And is newly single that I think she... A part of her is, like, so drunk and, like, I'll go fuck Ron. Yeah, they're just like commiserating over relationship stuff together. I got it that it was more motivated by like, I just like, he's yeah. confided in me and like, I want to make sure my boy's okay. Like you're getting. I'm a guy's girl in this moment. Yeah. And you're getting like, it's like those, they're like trauma bonded over relationship stuff. So she's going to like go see about him. But Sam. But I and I think the I think a lot of the the girls in the house like love to be like ah, the boys all love me yeah and I think that's why Angelina felt like she had to leave because none of the boys were responding to her positively or being like we love this girl so Sammy's sweetheart gets word I hear that Ron went home with Jay Wow I love how she says Jay Wow and she goes and I've lost it you just see her walking down the street holding her arms and at one point she flips her hair back and she's ready to go she's ready to go confront jay wow yeah jay wow not ron no jay wow mm-hmm. cuz it's jay wow's fault i love too that you can't just like have there's no communication or conversations that can happen between sammy and ron well they don't have phones but i mean like <laughs> you could see him dancing with someone and be like hey why are you dancing with that person like is that how we're gonna do things or like no i thought we were together it's like no i'm gonna double the dysfunction and do something out of spite and escalate this situation until it gets to a point where neither of us can like turn back it gets to a place of walking while holding arms and it gets to a place (laughs) of eventually just like throwing a bunk bed down a hall it's coming it's coming anyway the third episode Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Thank God Angelina's gone. Thank God Miss Miss Ange is this. <laughs> was that real? That was real. Um, stay tuned for next week. I'm so happy to be doing this. I just think it's perfect to be doing in the dog days of summer. Mm-hmm. This is true summertime sadness. It is. Jersey Shore. I, I mean, I used my family would go. To, we, ha- we had a house for a few years at the Jersey Shore and we would always go in like August. Mm. And there was like a sadness there. I mean, August is the saddest month of the year. We don't need... Yeah, we've already... We've already said it, and everyone knows it's true. So stay tuned. Stay tuned, and uh, yeah, love and light. Bye. 
Sexy Unique podcast is created and hosted by me, Lara Marie Shane Halls. This episode was co-hosted by the one and only Carrie O'Donnell. This episode was edited by Ness Smith-Savadoff. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to Sexy Unique Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're craving more sup and just can't get enough and want access to things like bonus episodes, tons of premium content, as well as ad-free episodes of the pod, consider supporting the podcast on Patreon. You can find out more at patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast.